Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people, and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me, and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Chris Eric. He's the host of the Flex the Truth Podcast. As you can see, if you're watching, you can see the, the logo behind him. And he has a whole bunch of really exciting stuff going on. We have a Reckoning Fest uh, Winter Gala coming up soon that he's putting on. And I believe he's got a book coming out super, super soon and a couple of new debuts for on different networks. So we're going to talk about all of that. How are you doing today? I, I, I'm i literally beaming. I literally spent Mexico or spent Thanksgiving in Mexico. You spent so Mexico in Thanksgiving? That was pretty cool. That was, uh, that was definitely different. Um, yeah. Ended up meeting the owner of the whole resort. The whole resort. So I can explain this resort. Um, It's known as the Disney World. Um, Obviously, without, you know, the tunnels and stuff like that. Right. Right. But it's literally the number one resort um, in all the world. It is, uh, it's called Excret for the people that want, if you want to go to Mexico, if you... You just want to get away and just be taken care of and have the best food, the best service, the best drinks, the best atmosphere. Right. I never I never looked at nature the way that I looked at nature on this trip. I was engulfed literally and I felt like in God's, you know, palm of his hands. Um wow. This is unbelievable. Met the owner. Uh, shook his hand. I, I thought that would be it. Uh, mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I'm hanging out with him on Thanksgiving. I'm hanging out with his family. Wow! Um, and it was, it was, yeah, it was a bromance for the next three days. Um, nice. You know, he invited me to a private party. We went to a speakeasy for his private party, and um, I got to meet his father which was behind the whole entire creation of X correct. Um, I know people are probably Googling it right now going, oh my gosh, yeah, that guy right there, I met and I met his dad. So Courtney, imagine going to Disney World mm-hmm. for your very first time, right? You've been okay. to Disney World, I take it, right? I've been to Disneyland. I actually have never been okay. to Disney World, but okay. So it's different. Um, okay. Florida to California, totally right. 
right? Um, but even still, it, it's still the same makeup, right? Sure. Imagine going there and experiencing that, mm-hmm. right? Let's say for a day or two, right? Okay, yeah. And then hanging out and meeting Walt Disney. That would be pretty fascinating. <laughs> That's exactly what this was. They call um, X Correct the Walt Disney of Latin America, and there's a reason behind it. But I took a lot of things away from it. Um, they have a place called Senses where they want you to touch things. They want you to hear things. They want you to sense things, right? They want you to see. So it uses all your senses. And I did something, Courtney, I probably wouldn't have done a year or two ago. And they had this, it's called, um, uh, uh, it's like a fear. So you walk in a tunnel and the whole synopsis is you're caught in the desert, but you can't see. You can only feel and can only hear. You're in there for 30 minutes. Whoa. 30 minutes. I watched people literally online shaking and then they sit you down on the bench and they make you watch a video. But you know what so happened for those 30 minutes, you can't see. So you can feel, you, you can, can hear, you can't see. Yep. Yeah, and you can smell. So you use all right? right. And then they, they put your hands in front. Like I literally had my hands like this. Right. Um, and they tell you just keep moving forward. But yeah. it really plays into the mind. Of course. Yeah. You know, and I took that into what we've been going through the last couple of years. Interesting. And I was like, you know, a year or two ago, I probably wouldn't have done this. I probably would have, you know, my girlfriend and and her son didn't do it. Really? Um, Okay. Yeah, because the fear, the fear, you know, um, Fear is false evidence appearing real. Real, yeah, yeah, totally. So, you know, you're sitting there and you're and you don't know the unknown. Right. Ah, that's what we're going through right now. Totally. We don't know the unknown. And as you're sitting and we there, don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And right, and we don't know what we don't know. Like yeah. I didn't know what was in there, right? Sure. And that's and um so you really got to sit there. And what I did was, and maybe people listening, Courtney, will, will, will take this and, and apply it to their life. Sure. But I was sitting there and I was like, and you could see like legs are shaking, you know, right. you, you could see like mm-hmm. people's imagination started running wild. Of course. At that time, I think that you get to choose. Okay. So before you step up, and they only do one by one, by the way. So you know you're home the house, you have like two or three. No, no, no. You're by yourself. I meant to say that. So when you're in that tunnel, it's only you, it, yourself, and you. Okay. <laughs> right? so do they so, blindfold you or, or it's no. just super dark? Super dark. They have night vision. Um, and then they say, you know, obviously if you're in distress or whatever, raise your hands and they'll come and get you, which is cool. Yeah. But you literally in that, in, in that time that you're waiting, Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this goes so hand in hand in what we're going through now in the last couple of years, as you're waiting, you really have to make a decision. Yeah. It's all it does. 
it, it's either, you know, um, and, and I love, I, I was sitting there on the bench and I was like, you know, fear is such a powerful thing. Yeah. And it, and it moves us sometimes to make rash decisions and choices in our life. Right. Right. And so I think at that time, and I know people go like, Oh, this is so stupid. It really isn't. At that time when I was sitting on the bench, I had to decide, do I want to be one with God mm-hmm. or one with the devil? Right. And, 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 and here's what I mean by that. And what I mean, one with the devil is, was I going to let that fear intercede me? Was mm-hmm. I going to let that fear, that enemy take over my temple, my mind? Or was I going to put the armor of God on and be like, hey, if he's for me, nobody shall be against me, right? I'm the head, not the tail, right? He's the alpha and the omega. So, and I said that as I was standing up, getting ready to go in. And I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, like the first two minutes, oh, man, quiet your body down, you know, because mm-hmm. you're feeling things, you're smelling things, you're hearing coyotes, you're hearing noises. And it's like surround sound. So it's like you're engulfed in it. Wow. Um, then there's times where you're walking in a swamp. Um, you're walking against cactuses. It feels like cactuses, uh, yeah. snakes, you know, so real there's so many. Or... No, no, that real, simulated. yeah, simulated. Everything is simulated. Nothing in there was real. Right. Listen to, listen. Everything in there was simulated. Nothing was real, right? right? What's going on right now? Yeah, sure. That God brought me this, right? And so, you know, as as you're going through it, you're not thinking about how much time. And then I was like, man, if I was in this situation, Mm -hmm. how would I react? We never know how we're going to react in a situation. Until you're in it, right? Yeah. And then nine times out of 10, it's too late. But could you imagine if we had like a looking glass, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to put a thing up. I'm trying to put a video together on looking glass and okay. we could see the unknown. Right. We prepare for it and, and not going what we're going through, you know, the people that it was so crazy in Mexico, you know, cause you have countries, you know, a lot of China, a lot of um, Australia, which we'll get to in a minute. But, you know, it was crazy. A lot of people like, oh, baby Trump, you know, like, and we were talk obviously about what was going on. But it's crazy when you're sitting there going through that, that mm-hmm. your mind doesn't race out of control. Right. And that you don't surrender, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that you just, you, you just follow it through. And let me tell you what they did. At the very end, once you got through it, they gave you treasures, if okay. you will. Right? Is right. that right? right? Yeah. Um, flamingos. You walked out with this beautiful waterfalls and jungle setting and um, macaws and and you got to take pictures with you know with with all these um, great species and nature and just being engulfed. And I was like wow that's what we're going through right now 
Yeah. You know, most people can't get to the breakthrough. Right. Because when they're in that breakdown, that is the test. That's where they're being battle tested. And 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 the fear and their imagination spins out of control. Totally. And they never get they never get to that breakthrough. Um, so that's how I took it. 30 minutes of my life on that trip. Everything else was spectacular, spectacular. Um, <laughs> but that right there, wow, that really put things in perspective for me. Sure. It's really profound. So um, humans, interestingly enough, uh, you know, with all the senses that we have, we're most dependent on our sense of sight for information and for uh for survival, essentially, for adjudication. So even people who are legally blind, like somebody who may be able to see, say, like shadows or just color, you know, but can't see clearly, will depend on their sense, their vision more than any other sense. So I think it's really crazy? fascinating. So when you have that strip from you, uh, and I know this very well because I'm blind in one eye. So as a child, I actually had a patch over my sighted eye every other day of my childhood. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't have hearing aids at the time. So I was, you know, essentially almost deaf. So I was blind and deaf every other day of my childhood. So I know. And now for me to have any uh, visual limitation is incredibly panic inducing for me. So I right. So I can definitely. And that's for somebody who you know, has gone through that on a regular basis through my childhood. And I learned how to navigate. Um, But even so, your sight is still, that's just as a default, human beings are hardwired to depend on our vision. So yeah, it's a real test of fortitude and uh, coping mechanisms to have that stripped away and to figure out how do you then navigate? How do you uh, remain calm in the face of that adversity? Yeah. And you're not, and it's given up control. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it says in the Bible, you are not to see with your vision, with your eyes, but with your soul, right? faith faith over fear. Mm. So, you know, when you have faith in something, you know, I always said that fear is faith in reverse, Mm -hmm. you know, so you know, whether you have faith in God and hopefully you do have faith in God, but you know, whether you have faith in um, the outcome of something, right? You know, whether you have faith that when, when you pray that, you know, it's going to work. People say, well, I pray all the time. It doesn't work. Well, because you, you're just saying the words, mm-hmm. not doing it through faith and faith is something that you feel right. that, that you, and what you can't see you feel. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that was so profound and, it, what was so cool was talking about it with the owner. Like, yeah, you know, like, hello. Well, did you get a chance to ask him what the intention behind that exercise was? Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. It was to put people in a sense of um, adversity, and where you know you you're uh, you can't use some of your sights, uh, mm-hmm. some of your senses. That's why he called it senses. Right. Um, but it was it was so cool. And then there was another one where they had this city. This is so unbelievable. So 
as you're walking uphill, okay. you're being, your momentum is making you fly uphill, but okay. the water was coming down. Okay. So, it, and then when you turn around and you come back down, it's the opposite. Oh. So it was really, really cool how they did this. And I asked him where he got, um, and I'm going to bring him on my show, by the way. Awesome. All right. And his dad. Yeah. So I'm so excited about that. But, you know, when we talked about it, he said um, there was a place in Mexico City, like uh, Six Flags. Mm -hmm. And they had that upside down house, like Alice in Wonderland. Right, right. They were both in a maze. Speaking of looking glass, yeah. (laughs) Right. And there we go again with the looking glass, right? In amazement, how many people would come far and wide for one, you know, venue. And so they did a whole city. I mean, a whole, like, I mean, they didn't just do one house. It was a whole city. And um, we were in the pool the day after. And we're sitting there. We're having drinks and hanging out. And by the way, on a rooftop pool overlooking the whole unbelievable coast it was just absolutely breathtaking and as we were talking um i was trying to figure it out and he wouldn't he wouldn't tell me and uh i was like well i guess the love isn't real you know (laughs) (laughs) and he introduced me to a buddy of his who was an architect Mm. and so then i told you and i said luis i was an interior designer and had a construction company for 19 years so I had a show on HGTV yeah, in Pittsburgh. And so I was like, I think between him and I, we could kind of figure it out. Right, right. 15 minutes, him and I figured it out. Wow, that's awesome. And it was, it, it was so cool. But just like sitting there and experiencing it and then talking to the owner and the guy that created it, you know, and to meet his dad and how I met his dad, I'll never forget. I have the video. I'm going to put it up on my uh, website. But um, at the speakeasy, at the private party, they introduced me by me uh, arm wrestling everybody. So I literally. <laughs> that, had, that was your introduction? You, uh, yeah. yeah. That's you how they everyone me. and crush yeah. their, uh, their sense of yeah. self. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I met his daughter. I met his son. And, you know, I had to arm wrestle everybody. Like, that's how I met him. Like, you know how you shake hands? I had to arm wrestle. And then he brought his father. Oh, there in, he and he put his arm around me and said, Dad, you know, this is my very good friend I met, you know, Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and I shook it. He's like, oh, arm wrestling. I'm like, ah. Not arm wrestling, like the guy that created all of this. <laughs> and um he's truly Walt Disney, you know? And uh mm-hmm. so when we as we went to arm wrestle at the table, it was so cute. His dad goes, Let me win, okay, Chris? <laughs> oh <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> Do you let him win? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no fun in that. <laughs> I had to. I, I I had to. There's no way I could live with myself knowing that, you know. And it was crazy because when you go through the um the gift shops, you see his book. I didn't know he was an author. So I, I said to Luis, I said, I didn't know your dad was an author, and it's about dreams. Obviously, right? Yeah. And come true. And I was like, oh, I was gonna get one and have your dad 
sign. He goes, don't you dare. He goes, I'm, I'm having, I'm going to ship to you and my dad's going to sign and I'm going to sign. And so, oh. well, what an unbelievable, I mean, you talk about being thankful. Right. You know, the chances of me meeting the owner of this resort and, you know, God puts you in places and people don't realize that. Um, but I think the more and more they hear my stories, yeah, and kind of believe it. But we were sitting up there and uh, he had gotten food for us. It was it was insane. And he said, when will you be back? And I said, probably March or April. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I put up a picture and he said, hey, are you at X Correct, one of my buddies and a uh, company I'm involved in? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, my gosh. He goes, I want to have my North American events there. I'm thinking March or April. Wow. Are you kidding me? Synchronicity. You- like, hello. So, yeah. And I gave him a shirt. I have um, private labeled shirts that I made up, 118. Um, that means the awakening in Gematria and the storm uh, is on the back. So that's what 118 is. is uh, the awakening in Gematria? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and very the cool. Storm. And the storm, which is Trump, talks about the awakening. Right. The storm, right. Um, obviously, 118 was the election, right? We, right. We don't have to do that. But there's so many other things it means, but I gave him a shirt. And as I was coming out to lunch, my last day, I walk, I, I literally, he was going this way. I was coming this way like the T and he had my shirt on and he was at the beach. And I was like, <laughs> like, I literally was like, right. So awesome. took a picture, but you know, it, it's so crazy how God puts you in situations and, and meeting people. I never say, when I meet somebody, it's a coincidence. It's a godsidence, you know. Godsidence. I like that. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, we talked about God and we talked about life and we talked about, you know, the, the scandemic and what they went through. And um, and on my last day, Mexico was playing um, um, Argentina. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you, you meet me 130, 130 right here. I'm like, all right, well, hang out, you know, watch the game, you know, on the mm-hmm. screen, no big deal. Oh, no. We walked five minutes away to another building. There was a theater, outside theater. Mm-hmm. Um, only his, you know, family and friends. He had like 85 people. Mm-hmm. But I got to videotape them. Right. In the national anthem. And man, I'll tell you, if you've never seen, especially a, a Latin America, because they're so passionate, sure. if you've never seen a Latin American uh, crowd, mm-hmm. their national anthem, when they sing, they sang. Like, it, it comes like here, when we do the Star Spangled Banner. Visceral, guttural. Passion. Yeah, ours is just words most of the time, you know. Um, actually, I'm one of the gentlemen that stood up and sang the national anthem to Trump here in Robstown, Texas at the rally. Oh, that wow. It was me and Nino and Juan Savin, okay. Trent, Lara. Yeah, that was us. We stood up second row and started singing the national anthem to President Trump that went viral. 
you know, but, um, you know, when, when we do something like that, we have to stop as Americans of just going through the motion. Mm -hmm. I really think that we need to do things with, um, deliberateness. If that's a word, I just made it up. Deliberateness. Yes, I did. Maybe Trump made a word up deliberateness. (laughs) Intentionality, uh, I think, is what you're looking for. Passion, yeah. like when we deliberately with an yeah. yeah, yeah, like and not just go through the motions and, and take things for granted, mm-hmm. um, because someday we're not going to have that. And and what I'm talking about is freedom, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. And, and faith, you know, like there's going to be a day where, you know, they're going to say, hey, you can't read from the Bible anymore. And I I know that day is coming, you know? Um, And so we really have to take the heart and we can learn from other people. What I was telling my girlfriend and her 17 year old son, who was in amazement, by the way. um, But I was saying that what's crazy is how they took an American in Mm -hmm. to their family. Like, this wasn't like, hey, let's just hang out. Let's have a couple of drinks. This was, I met the family. Right. Uh, and me being Italian, you meet the family. Right. <laughs> you know, your family, you know? Of course. Um, and, you know, they, I remember the one boy's dad even said, you know, when you knelt down next to my son, that's how it all started. I knelt down next to his son and was watching a football game on Thanksgiving day and him and I were just having a conversation and mm-hmm. the dad was next to me and here, sit down. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll kneel. And they were so taken back that I would just kneel down and not, you know, just pull up a chair. Cause it right. wasn't, my, you know? Um, and his dad said something to me. He said, um, he said, Hey, we didn't know if you were a gringo or not. And I was like, Oh, I can understand that because it, and the way he explained to me, they don't think of all Americans like that. Right. But they're always on defense, which is really uh, disheartening. And I, I thought of Muslims too, you know, um, probably feel that way of Americans. And instead of being proud to be American in another country, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like um, you feel bad about being American. Um, how these other people have been treated, you know, and they took me in and I'll never forget. Um, I literally had tears in my eyes as I was taking video and pictures of everybody and waving to me on the video. And, come on, Chris, come on, join us. And um, I was shooting from the back video of literally this huge screen outside and this huge bar and food and the owner was like no you sit right here in the front and i was like i will i will you know and here i am a nobody and and i'm sitting with this you know man's family um even think about it get choked up um and and so what is what am i getting to we got to watch how we treat people right we have to more importantly watch how we treat um people that um how do i say this that you might think are less than 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I see somebody like a maid or a janitor or somebody taking out the garbage at that resort or anywhere, I always say thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. I appreciate you. Because without them, you know, it, it, they're such an intricate part of why a company, why a resort, why a corporation works the way it does. Absolutely. Um, instead yeah. of looking down at them, you know. Um, Everybody has their role. Yeah. Right? That, that's and, how again, they, it goes it into the ecosystem. Yeah, it's it's exactly. And so what I did, Court, is I really took, you know, even though I was on a vacation, mm-hmm. right, I really took what I learned there and applied it to, you know, my life and w- what we're going through now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And just to look back at it was just, um, I remember we have our plane delayed and then it got canceled. And, but the way we were treated, Right. It was so incredible. I even said to my girlfriend, they treat us better than Americans. They in were what very nice. Yeah. And it was what, in what way? What way um, did they just well it's spirit airlines? We never flew mm-hmm. spirit. Like, you know. Uh-huh. But um, and in America, I mean, most of the fights that you ever see in airports are usually spirit. Mm-hmm. Um are they? yeah, nine times out of ten. Oh yeah. Um, because they don't care. Their demeanor is mm-hmm. just, they don't care. Right. And instead of talking people off a cliff or mm-hmm. talking them down or, you know, not elevating the situation, right? Right. They, they'd make it worse. And um, they were so nice. Um, they, they apologized. They gave us a voucher. Um, and then they took us on a bus to an, a hotel uh, got us food, made sure we're okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen in America. You know, they'll give you a voucher. Here, here's a hotel. Go get an Uber. <laughs> like, okay. you know, and, and, you know, the little things was like, all right, have a single file. Because mm-hmm. there was probably 80, 90 of us, all Dallas. And he all, he would make sure that we were all together. Okay. That nobody got left behind. Another thing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's you very know? different. And and that doesn't happen here. <laughs> you can't keep up. Well, you're too weak. Sorry for you, right? Find your way. Mm-hmm. But um, and then getting to the hotel and explaining everything and letting us know, okay, we're gonna pick you up. This is the time. We're gonna have food for you here. They literally treated us. I I was treated better in Mexico, in in another country, when there was adversity with the plane flight than I have here in America when there was adversity with a plane flight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. And I've had a couple and they did not make me a happy person. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And even yesterday, you know, the crew was late. They didn't show up. It was delayed. I walked up. I asked questions, mm-hmm. you know, and they said, nope, the crew's coming. I said, okay, good. And sure yeah. enough, the crew showed up. And it's just the way that you talk to people, Court, right? Yeah. Um, it we, we have so much we can learn from other countries and the way that we treat and love people and that we interact with one another too. Um, You know, that, that was a big thing for me. So me getting away to another country to rejuvenate, excuse me, I'm so rejuvenated. I'm so energized. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to the, the next level that, you know, our country is going to now. And, you know, that's a great segue in, you know, what I am doing. Yeah. Uh, I I just very quickly, before you say that, I do want to say that it's really interesting because our country, the United States, was very much founded on, uh, you know, customer service. And that's, a you know, kind of a cornerstone of the foundation of this country. And I think we've, we are definitely not uh, top notch in that anymore. (laughs) There. I I met, um, you guys know Men's Warehouse, right? Mm -hmm, Sure. So I used to be a district manager for Men's Warehouse, and um, I was up for Rookie of the Year. And uh, George Zimmerman, the owner, was coming to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and for the Christmas ball. Okay. And I told everybody, it was a black tie affair. Right. I told everybody I was not wearing a tuxedo. I was not wearing a monkey suit. And they were like, you got to wear a monkey suit. You gotta, uh, this is Men's Warehouse. You got to have a I was like, I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not doing it. Okay. And so I wore an Armani, rhinestone zippered, mock collar, and I walked in and they were they were mad at me. <laughs> like other managers, my peers, okay. like literally like, like, who do you think you are? Right. And um as we were going into the ball, George Zimmerman was right there shaking people's hands and he stopped me. And uh, he said, Chris, you know, I understand you're up for rookie of the year. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, uh, he said, you know what I love about you? You're very bold. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, you remind me of a younger version of me. Mm -hmm. Remember men's warehouse started where? In his garage. Oh, wow. I don't think I knew that. (laughs) In his garage, right? And so he said, you remind me, he goes, everybody else. And he looked, he said, look at everybody. They're all wearing men's warehouse, black tuxedos. And here you are. Mm -hmm. He knew his Armani. Rhinestone Armani suit. I said, yes. I said, you know, at no disrespect, sir. I, I love your clothing. I just don't like to be like everybody else. Wow. What did he say to that? He said, my friend, you're not. He said, let me tell you. And he, oh, man. Oh, man, choked up. He had the letter in his pocket. <clears throat> he said it was next to his heart. He pulled it out and he said, this right here, this right here is why you're up for rookie of the year. This is why you're going to go very far, not just in my company, but in life. I did not know what that was. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't know what he was going to do with it. Sure. I ended up win- winning rookie of the year. 
and he read this letter. What this letter was, was very simply, a gentleman had come in. We were about to close. It was on a Sunday. My assistant manager, Paul, I called him grandpa. I'll never forget this. <clears throat> he, um, a guy brought in a belt, mm-hmm. probably bought it two, three, four years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It was torn. It was ripped. The guy wanted another belt. Instead of Paul just switching it out, he turned the guy down. He he got the guy very upset. I happened to be there. I talked to the man. I said, listen, he's just going by protocol. Mm-hmm. I said, but what I can do, go pick out a belt, and I'm going to give you a tie on me. Okay. He said, you don't have to do that. I said, you're right. I don't. I want to. Wow. And I did that. He wrote a letter to George Zimmerman. Really? And when George read that letter, he said this. He said, before I read this letter, he goes, I just want to tell you something about my company. He said, I base it on the people. I base it on customer service above and beyond any customer service in, in the country. He said, if I get a letter, and he held that letter, and he waved it. He goes, if I get a letter about a complaint, and it reaches my desk, and he's shaking his letter for it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going buy it. He goes, that person in that letter will be fired, and everybody on that chain of command that missed it will be fine. So in other words, if it gets a letter and say it was a manager, the manager goes, the assistant, the DM, everybody. And he read my letter and it was what I did for this guy. And he said, Chris didn't have to do this. And he said, he definitely, and he goes, you definitely didn't have to give him a tie. (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty funny but he made it funny but you know the the whole story behind that is going above and beyond right not getting anything out of it i was getting nothing out of it i'm guessing you didn't get fired (laughs) no 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 when i left i mean they they were very sad that i left but you know what what's crazy is that as humans you know Customer service could be a smile. Yeah, of course. It could be a a, a, a smi- It could be a smile. I think it Hi. should always be a smile. Yeah. You know why? You know why? When I was in Mexico, everybody I walked by said hello to me. Right. Why everybody I walked by I said hello to? You yeah. know why people don't do it? Court. Just my feeling. Is they're afraid of the backlash. They're afraid of what that person's going to. We got to stop trying to look good. Yeah. I don't dress. I think good. they're also, they're afraid of rejection. I you think know, that's. Absolutely. Key, yeah. Absolutely. You're 100% right. You know, and- when you smile and say hello, you're making yourself vulnerable. I, I know that sounds strange to say, oh, but it is. it is. You're putting yourself out there and welcoming someone with a greeting. And yeah. if, depending on what, if they don't reciprocate, I think for a lot of people that can feel like rejection. Well, all right. So let's play this out for people. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love role playing. Okay. 
right? So, all right, I'll smile at you, mm-hmm. and, and you be you be a jerk, okay? Oh, okay. All right, ready? Okay. Hi. Ready. Hi. Now, did I die? <laughs> did I did I did I get injured? Did I get hurt? Am I able to pay my bills this month? Probably. What took place? Here's what took place. Mm-hmm. Ego. Yeah. Edging God out. Oh, I haven't that heard is that. what ego is. Edging. I'm getting sure it's me. Edging God out. The minute your ego takes over you, mm-hmm. you now have taken God out of the situation. And now you're going to act like, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Can't believe that person didn't smile at me. Right. Don't know what they're going through. They they might have walked off a bridge just ready to jump off it. Right. Sure. You don't know. You don't know. You I don't think smile. ego is always a. You know, I think ego, our egos are there to protect us. The problem is when they take over. When it becomes a hubris. When it becomes a you know, excessive. And I think that's where the problem is. So a lot of times people are not, uh, they're not very conscious. And so they, they don't, they, they react as opposed to uh, taking a being preactive, proactive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, smile, smile at people. Yeah. Say hello. Hi, how are you? What did I say? I tell this story a lot, but I just moved to Tennessee a little over a year ago and I was in California right outside LA in Santa Monica. And I tell the story a lot because one of the things I realized within my first week of moving here was that everywhere I went, people would smile, they would wave, they would say hello, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it may be. And I, you know, I it, it kind of took me back at first. And the, the rea- yeah. reaction I had to myself was, wow, I'm such a rude person because <laughs> I grew up, you know, I lived in New York City. I lived in Los Angeles. And if you do yeah. that, right? You do you that. Don't people smile look at you like you have 10 no. heads, you know, right. like, who are you? What are you doing? Why are you bothering me? You know, uh, and so you kind of learn to, you know, go on your path and, you know, you don't make eye contact. And But that was my first reaction was, wow, I'm so rude. And it was, it was really refreshing. So it is, it is. And, you know, that's what I do, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I talked for the last year and a half and sure. uh, it's sorry, January 6th, sure. you know, just dancing, using God's gift, you know, doing the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, I mean, that was my 15 minutes of fame, mm-hmm. uh, which I've had, I've had longer than 15 minutes of fame, being a former Chippendale, Playgirl mm-hmm. Centerfold, on all the talk shows, Right. I didn't need the fame, but what happened was, I think that's why God put me there because he knew I didn't need anything. I didn't need fame. I didn't need money. I didn't need women. I didn't need adoration. And he put me in that spot and I was like, well, what do you want me to do with it? And I, at the very first Clay Clark, it's in my book. Um, What's crazy is that I'm on stage, not the first time he brought me out, the second time. And I get a download from God about hugging, about hugging people the right way. And so I've gone around the country talking about how to hug the right way and 
that has transpired me into being an evangelist, into speaking about God. And when people see me, they look at me, they judge me like, this dude talks about God. Like, are you kidding me? But God made me the way he did because I'm not your typical cookie cutter Christian man. And I can relate to the others, the misfits, the ones that have been put aside, right? I can relate to them, the ones that have been judged. I can relate to them because I've gone through it. And he keeps putting these things on me. Like, I I mean, this Winterfest, you know, is my good friend, Sammy. Um, And, you know, I give credit where credit's due, but... I was at an event and she was Chris. She goes, your reckoning fest in Dallas was unbelievable. She goes, I, I, she says, I didn't know what to, you know, think of when I got there. And she goes, I was blown away. <clears throat> and she goes, the brunch the next day, the musical you did. She goes, I, I'm a loss of words. She goes, you don't need to be a clay. You don't need to be anything. What you need to do <clears throat> is be you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And she goes, you are so good of getting people together and having a party. You're the best host. And I was like, oh, okay, I am. I really am. That goes back to my childhood days. And I was like, okay, so what are you getting at? Just there's nothing going on in December for Patriots. I was like, okay. She's like, why don't you put an event together? I go, uh, December? We were literally, her and I were talking, and it was, you know, two weeks ago. I'm like, no, this is crazy. I go, all the showrooms, all the, excuse me, the ballrooms are taken because they're having Christmas parties. Right. So. Yeah, and it's not like, easy to put together an event. Oh, you no. Know. Yeah, it's a like, lot of work. She goes, don't do a two-day event like you did. Do a one-day. Actually, okay. she said one night. Have okay. dinner, drinks, like hors d'oeuvres, drinks, a couple of speakers, and that's it. And I was like, I'll pray about it. So I prayed about it. The next day, I'm like, all right, what do you want me to do, God? He's like, let's do it. Now, okay. mind you, that was right before the election. Right. And so that went down, and I'm sure we had people, you know, everything. There were emotions all over, right, the spectrum. Sure. It was like, we need to pull people together. And so yeah. I was like, all right, let me call. So I started calling and emailing. I, I went through over 80 venues. Over I 80. understand. Oh, no, no, no. Take it. Take. I'm like, ah. Oh. So there were literally, I remember... I think I was on a podcast. I was on a podcast and I got an email and they had something available. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I called them up right as I was on the podcast live. And I was like, can I come see you today? And they're like, yeah. Okay. So I went, I looked at it, uh, walked in, met Michael, really liked Michael. Uh, then he introduced me to the uh, the managing partner, Fred. Within 10 minutes, me and Fred at the same time, like, all right, let's cut the BS. Let's sit down. What do we need here? What do you want? Mm-hmm. 
And I literally painted him this visual and never have I ever painted the visual where somebody took the ball that I handed off and went with it and was literally like this with me. He's like, I know what you want. You want this big party. You want this Christmas spectacular. I'm like, yes. Wow. And this place is so big. Um, it, it's, it's nothing like I've ever seen in my life. Um, and what I could envision was this huge party going on. Okay. Where it was kind of like, have you ever gotten Dave and Buster's or like sure, something yeah. like that, where there's so many different nooks and crannies with yeah. the, and they have like little activities, like yeah. arcade type, you know, games. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I envisioned this um, was that, okay, you know, from what well, we changed, it was from 12 to five. Now it's 11 to five because I got more speakers. Awesome. Uh, Senator great Bob speakers Hall. Lined up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Senator Bob Hall called me. Hello. Okay. He was at my event prior. Um, I'm sending him out a mailing list today. He's going to come. He's going to speak. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but from 11 to 5, we're going to have speakers. Uh, okay. We have a catwalk stage that goes right into the VIP. Um, at 5 o'clock, we have an open bar. VIP will have a two-hour open bar, premium liquor. Okay. Um, and the bar, just to give you a visual, is it's so me, it's so blinged out, you couldn't ask for anything more. They have four chandeliers, okay, floor to ceiling. Now the ceiling is probably about 20, 24 feet high. Ooh, that would be so great for, for my aerial. <laughs> yes. I, I do aerial acrobatic performances for yeah. events. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're always looking for the high ceilings. That's like a yeah. great ceiling. Oh, yeah. It's insane. And then they have in the middle of the bar, they're going to have this unbelievable chandelier drop down in. Ooh, beautiful. So now we'll do that. We're going to do the meet and greet with the mm -hmm. speakers uh, um, right outside in the hallway. And then uh, we have a charcuterie table. Now, what I love is when somebody goes, What's a charcuterie table? Who doesn't know? <laughs> oh, you're going to know. I've never, ever seen anything like this in my life. Okay. This table, and to say it's a table, it's a it's a huge corner. I mean, they're going to have Roman columns and lights. And Beautiful. I mean, the owner has not spared any expense whatsoever. Um, he said, I want, I want people when they drive down the highway to see their name on, uh, to see your name on the building. Um, we're going to be created by nutcrackers. They're rolling literally, physically, we're rolling out a red carpet for us. Nice. This is valet parking. I, I mean, this is literally how we should treat one another. Right. We, I'm literally taking, and what's crazy is how I got treated in Mexico is what I've been, before I went to Mexico, <clears throat> I was doing this anyway. And then Derek Johnson, my good friend, he's going to be singing along with speaking as well. So, you know, Billboard Artist has two, you know, uh, number one, uh, two uh, songs in the top 100. So country artist. So that's a little bit different for me, but hey, we're in yeah. Dallas. So, right. 
Uh, And we're going to have surprises on top of surprises. Um, You know, now, the biggest surprise. Okay. Everybody's been like, what's going on? What is going on? My very good friend, Juan O'Savin, called me when I was in Mexico and said, I have this idea. I said, all right, let's do it. He goes, you didn't even hear it. I'm like, I don't care. It's you. Involves you. Let's do it. That's how much I trust this man. Yeah. And so what we came up with was J-Mac, Juan, myself, baby Trump. We are going to gift the El Mag- Magador gold jacket with Trump on it. If you haven't seen it, go to reckoningfest.com, reckoningfest.com. You'll see the picture right there. It's beautiful. But if that wasn't enough, Juan is going to be there himself to sign it. Now, why is that a big deal? I had Juan on. I took him off. Now I have him on. <laughs> okay. Here's what we're doing. We ha- In order for us to have enough jackets, right. what we're going to do is everybody's going to put the jacket on. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take this huge El Magador picture. Okay. To do pictures of being in that jacket with Juan O'Savin, with other people with this jacket. You know that photo is going to go viral. We're going to have videos. Um, it'll be streamed live so people that aren't at the event will get to see it. Great. But you're not going to want to miss out for the opportunity for you to own your own El Magador jacket. But that's not the cool part. Mm-hmm. The cool part is we're gifting it to you. So anybody that buys the ticket today, tomorrow, within the next 48 hours, mm-hmm. on the site, you put your size of the jacket and you will have one there at the event. Now, for people that have purchased a ticket already, mm-hmm. congratulations, your grandfather day. So I'm not going to forget about you. I'm going to tell you right now, we're only going to have a limited amount of jackets Right. Okay. So if you're thinking about coming, I don't know. Should I? It's from 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. We're going to have a DJ. Almost all day. All day. All day, all night. We're going to have a DJ. We're going to have dancing for the people that are introverts that don't want to dance. That's okay. We're going to do trivia where you're going to be able to use your phones. We're going to give out prizes. Um, on questions about what's been going on the last couple of years. So that's going to be the trivia. We're going to do an auction. We have a silent auction. Uh, We have many, many, many surprises. Um, I think we're up to like 13 speakers now. Amazing. Um, It's it's unbelievable. And, you know, Nancy Drew. Yeah. Nancy Drew. Now, if you don't know who Nancy Drew is, uh, Nancy Drew does the videos that we've watched for the last two years in DC. Right. She is the official person in DC. She has been boots on the ground, yeah. she's eyes, ears. She's doing a presentation that is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Um, so she's going to be there. Ohio Brett's going to be there. I am is going to be didn't, there. Didn't- Nancy just recently wasn't there a whole scandal like they tried to arrest her or she was arrested yeah she was arrested okay. and you know what's so cool is she said Chris the secret service are her friends now 
They look out for her. They're her angels. They That's really great watch to hear. where she goes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's really great to hear. Yeah. And, I, you know, I just want to raise this woman up. Yeah. No, what she did, I, I was actually, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt and I were talking for a while about doing what she did. Um, and, you know, it's it's really, really brave. And she, I mean, we weren't going to do nearly the extent of what she did. So we're really, really grateful to her. Yeah. She would drive an hour and a half, guys. Yeah. It's easy. Mm-hmm. On her own dime, an hour and a half back. Spend all day, all night. Yep. Just videoing it, you know, showing us what was going on. Right. What I loved about her was she never programmed us. She never, she would take it and go, what do you think's going on? Here's right. what I'm seeing. She reported, <laughs> you decide, right? That's exactly. Real exactly. journalistic integrity. That, that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. She is, this woman has so much integrity yeah. that other people should really learn from her. She is For so sure. humble. She's a God-fearing led woman, which I love. Um, when I met her, I, I was so... Um, I was so blessed to meet her. Uh, I did a video mm-hmm. with her, which I'm going to put up on my telegram here in a little bit. Nice. Uh, and when I asked her, I said, look, I'm probably going to do an event. You know, she got backlash um, because a woman had attacked me verbally and was like, oh, where's this money going to and this fundraiser and what are you guys celebrating? So wait, listen to what I said prior to. Here is an American... Mm-hmm. Patriot, okay, right. right. Questioning what we're celebrating, she's like, "Oh, people are dying." And blah, blah, blah. I go, well, "Time out." First off, we're celebrating the season. There's, there's not a lot of us that get to get to be together every day with sure. like-minded, like-hearted people. Of course. How about we're celebrating one another? How about that? How about we're going to be in a room for 13 hours and we're going to get to raise one another up. We're, we're going we're gonna to not have our defenses up. We're not going to have to be afraid of ridicule or rejection or what, it, what oh my gosh, I, I said this. Right. You know? Um, that's what we're celebrating. Um, right. And so... This woman had bashed her and she was really going through something. And I said, Nance, what you do, it, this is all white noise out here. Mm, the right. ones like you, Courtney, the ones that are doing something, right? As hard as what it is, no matter what it is, no matter, you said it before, no matter what your role is, whether you're a CEO of the company and you're running it or you're the janitor, we need everybody in between, right? We do. We need and everybody so, to play their role. Yeah. So, you know, I'll be talking to her today. I want to lift her up. But I really wanted to talk to her and talk to you guys about her yeah. um, because she's going through a time. Jeff Shepard, you yeah. probably know him from right on radio, is flying in from Toronto, Canada. He's going to get to really tell us. I mean, you want to know what's been going on in Canada last night. I put on my telegram that I don't know if you guys saw that, that um, the the, um, the uprising outside of the Chinese consulate consulate um, of the Canadians protesting. So he's going to get to talk to you guys about that. Um, and there's others. So 
you know, dead court. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I was just curious. You said, uh, why is it a big deal that Juan is coming? Because you said that he wasn't and then he was and now he or he was, wasn't, then was. So, yeah, was, wasn't, was. Right. Okay. And then I, I put him on, but I have integrity. So right. when he said, I don't think I can make it, it wasn't good enough for me. I took him off because I didn't want people to be like, Juan, I see your name. Are you going? And him being bombarded you know, not by one or two calls or taxes or emails. So I said, I'll take them off. I took them off and then he called me. And, and so now we're doing it. So guys go to reckoningfest.com, get your tickets. Look, I mean, I don't know where you could spend a better time. There's going to be some vendors there. Um, so if you want to buy Patriot gifts uh, for people, you know, I had a woman buy 16 shirts of the same one because she wants to give them out <laughs> as Christmas gifts, save our children. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we're at vendors, the food, it includes the food. Um, if you're not part of VIP of the open bar, there'll be a cash bar. If you don't drink and you want to network, I literally have set it up. So no matter what you like to do, you're going to get to do it. You want to network and hang out in the lounge, Network, hang out in the lounge, meet people. You want to do trivia, do trivia. You want to dance, dance. You know, wh whatever you, and then you're not getting crushed with with information all day, all night long where you're tired. Right, a couple right. Of hours, couple of speakers that have, do you understand that I'm putting together an eclectic group of speakers that have never, ever been on stage before. Some of them, like Shannon, the Lego kid genius who's 12 years old, you yeah. know, it's so cool. He's got Legos of uh, people in the movement. He just did a baby Trump, you know? So this is going to be the very first time where he's going to be featured as a speaker He's going to get to do a presentation. His biological dad is driving in from New Mexico. Wow. There, oh, there is a husband and wife. And, and, and can I be bold? Is it okay? Be honest? Yeah, please. This might not be for you. This might not be your cup of tea. That is okay. Some people like chocolate ice cream. Some people like vanilla. I don't bash people that like vanilla. <laughs> I don't. I don't bash them. Right? <laughs> I let them choose their boring, I mean, their flavor, vanilla, right? Right. right. Don't bash people. Don't bash people because they want to see Nancy Drew or they want to see Ohio Bread or Gene Ho get to meet Trump's photographer. He's going to have his books for sale and he's going to yeah. sign. Don't bash them. There is a husband and wife, their anniversary, their wedding anniversary. Do you know where they're spending it? They're coming to the Reckoning Fest. There. Why? Because they want to meet Nancy Drew. Fantastic. Could you imagine at your wedding? Hey, hon, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I want to go see Nancy Drew. Okay. Why, bash Why not? People? Because that's what they want. Yeah. 
Why you're not? No that sounds better like a great than the left. anniversary. Yeah, if you're going to bash Patriots and you're going to bash people for doing this, right. you might as well go on the other team. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I say that with 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 all sincerity. If you're right. going to bash people that want to enjoy themselves and be around people, especially at this time, yeah, I'm going to get real here. There are people that are not going to be with their family. They're not going to be with their family because of a choice and decision they made. Either this or what president they voted for. For those who are listening, not watching, they, he pointed to his arm, the thing that, you know, people are... Alchie Fauci, right? The Alchie Fauci or... You know, who they chose as president, Green right. Street Biden or <clears throat> Trump, right? Right, sure. So these people are not going to be with their loved ones. They're right. not going to be with their son, their daughter, their mother, their father, their friends, their best friends, their cousins. Look, this choice that God put on me destroyed my marriage. I had an 11-year-old marriage. It was great. But now when I got involved in this, they did an intervention on me because they thought it was crazy because they said, you know we went to the moon. No, we didn't. You, you know a plane hit the towers. No, it didn't. Chris, you got to stop this. We're afraid for you. You worry about you and you worry about this and this. And who you prayed to at night and in the morning. That's all you got to worry about. Don't concern yourself with me. And what that did is it spiraled out of control. And it really, my wife and I, even though we were Christians, we had got unequally yoked. And we separated. And so, you know, I am putting this together. I've got so many people that are coming by themselves. I had a woman yesterday call me yesterday. Uh, she emailed me and I gave her my number. I'm like, call me. Because mm-hmm. uh, I love to talk to people. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm coming by myself. I'm visually impaired. How crazy is that? We just talked about this. Yeah. I said, I will make sure you get picked up at the airport. I'll make sure you get to your hotel. Fantastic. And I know once I get her to the you know airport to there, she's going to meet so many friends, you know? Yeah. Um, but she wants to, to meet other people. Um, and wow, you know, those people that have that are not going to be around their loved ones, they want to be around other loved ones. We're a family for them. Think totally. about it like that. They want to be around like-minded people where they feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. I was in Jersey. I was in Tom's River speaking. Mm-hmm. My family went on, one of my cousins, true story, this was last month, Okay. And five minutes away from me lived. Five minutes from where I was speaking and put on Facebook, oh, Chris is going to be in Jersey five minutes away. Do you know how many of my family members came? How many? Zero. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. So, you know, uh, no, because you guys are my family, right? And so, you know, don't bash people. No, that have a different belief than right. you. Yeah. And if they want to go to the reckoning fest, 
So be it. Encourage them. Don't rip them apart. Don't don't put them down. You know, if we have free will, therefore we we make our choices. Yeah, we do. Respect other people's choices. You can inform them, educate them. You know, you can pray for them if that's your thing. You can wish, you know, things for them. But it's not for you to force anybody to think or do or believe anything that they don't want to. How about you do this? It's a given season and somebody wants to go. She'll buy him a ticket. She'll give him $100. Or she'll help him with the airfare. That, that is giving. Mm-hmm. That, to me, helping another patriot get here where they want to be with other people. I can't tell you how many people said, I really want to go. I really want to go. You know? Um, then go. Right. Don't don't wait. Nobody's going to tap you on the shoulder and go, come on. Come to the right. right place. You know what I mean? Like, right. no. And then here's what you don't want to happen. You don't want to miss out on that jacket. Not when there's going to be a group portrait mm-hmm. of hundreds of us wearing that uh, autograph. And you know it's going to go viral. You know Trump is going to see it. You know, you want to be able to say, hey, I was there at that time. I made history. I made her story. You know, I I was there. I remember. I remember being around those people. Can you imagine if you met everybody there and you're like, oh my gosh, I was there. I I I remember when the um the hostages came home, 1978, 79, right? Uh that song tie a yellow ribbon around the old tree, right? Um, I was at the ticker tape parade in New York. And I remember it falling. I remember picking it up. And I just remember that ambiance that, you know, it wasn't that they were coming down the street. I didn't know who they were, (laughs) you know, and I didn't care. All I knew is I was a part of history. Right. January 6th, I was there. I was at the Capitol when I was there, I was right. at, yeah, where? I didn't make it to the Capitol either. Right? Yeah. Where? Most of us uh-huh. who are listening to Trump, we're still listening to Trump. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and so, but I was there, I was part of history, which yeah. by the way, uncle Jam and I were putting a thing together, uh, anniversary on January 6th. So you, you'll hear that in a little Great. bit. Great. Yeah. Go to reckoning fest.com reckoning if you have any questions, 412-506-1711. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Baby Trump. Any questions, don't email me. Pick up the phone. Let's have a conversation. We'll figure it out. We'll get you here. Um, nice. And, and Courtney, thank you so much. I, I, I wanted to talk about that. That was all yeah. my I didn't know I was going to go into Mexico and and yeah before we wrap up i'd love you to tell us a little bit about your book coming out i know you have a book coming out and you you mentioned it briefly so what is it about what inspired you to write it yes so two things well next month we're going to celebrate i am going to be featured in george magazine yes awesome yes that's pretty cool so if you go on george online you'll see the video that Rachel Wrightside did with me. It was a three-hour video. They took 28 minutes and put it in video form. 
Okay. Uh, Whiteside will be speaking at the event as well. Great. She's phenomenal. And so what inspired me to write it? Well, you know, being a Chippendale and having such an eclectic life, I've always had somebody, you should write a book, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I was like, nah, nah, you know. And then um I don't I don't even know. I, I think it was the right time. Um came up with the title. I literally had the title of the book before I had the book. Usually it's the other way around, you know. Yeah, you um, can work both ways, yeah. Yeah. And so God had given it to me about a year ago. Uh about be bold, be weird, be you. Actually, I did a speech or a discussion, I would say speech, but a discussion in Oregon um, and then in Dallas about be bold, be weird, be you. And um, so, yeah, that's going to be the name of the book. What inspired me? Probably this last tour where I got to meet people mm-hmm. uh, in 13 cities in 20 days. Wow. So, you know, meeting, you know, uh, Jewish people in the heart of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, seeing them, you know, inspired by what I was speaking about. I was like, wow, people really do care. Um, And so I was like, wow, if I could wrap this up and not only have it inspirational, empowering, but biblical, like Mm -hmm. if I could have it, you know, where it's really godly and I could really tie God into it, because when I speak, that's what I do, I'll do it. And so uh, I was in agreement, got a ghostwriter. We are, I think, five chapters into it now. So nice. we are trying to get it done. It's going to have a 3D cover. So I want to have something really cool like Juan does. And it'll be a hard, be a hard cover, soft cover, uh, ebook as well, too. Um, and it'll be on Amazon as well. So we're trying to get this done right before Christmas. We're hoping All right. my birthday, December yeah. 13th. We're hoping. Um, But yeah, I'm excited because if it changes one person's life, uh, it was worth it. If Mm -hmm. one person delves into the book and and they read it and they care to read it, um, then they they start thinking about their life differently. If somebody wanted to take their life, if they've been suicidal, if they had suicidal tendencies, and they read my book and they go, no, I don't want to anymore. That was worth it. I'm not mm-hmm. looking to be a number one seller and all that. I'm looking to change one person's life to affect one person. Because I know that person will go on and affect other people. So that is what really Beautiful. Yeah. That's- yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah, the pay forward ripple effect. Yeah, very powerful. And you also are going to be on the Now Network and the PPN, right? Yes. So this is crazy. You know, uh-huh. um, about six months ago or eight months ago, um, I wanted to really start getting out of the political. I don't want to say political, but kind of like what's been going on with us in the world and really dive more into the healing, the forgiveness, the mm-hmm. loving, uh, speak more about God, speak about doctrine matters, 
um, because I'm watching Christians getting caught up in the trickery and in the bamboozling. And, you know, if you're a Christian and you're getting tarot cards read, you're not a Christian. If you're a Christian and you're going and getting, you know, reading your, you know, horoscope, you're not a Christian. And those are the things that I really want to bring to light so that when that time comes, it says in the Bible, even the elect will be tricked by me. What does that mean? God is saying, if you don't know my word, mm. word for word, like if you don't know, you will be tricked by me. Because God controls even evil, believe it or not. I know, I know that's hard to understand, but evil does not move without God's permission. Remember that. So I really want to delve more into, um, you know, into the, the word of God. Um, not Bible thumping, but more like know the word, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and teach people how to know the word. Um, because I wish somebody came along and said, okay, okay, Chris, this is what I want you to do. I want you to read a proverb a day. I want you to go ahead and download, you know, King James Version. And, you know, people don't know this, but the NIV, the NIV Bible, that's a Jesuit Bible. And if you don't believe me, like, put that up against King James and you'll see the difference. And Wait, we see, what, what's the Jesuit Bible? And, that NIV, the okay. NIV. That's a Jesuit Bible. Look it up. And so if you're reading out of that NIV, you're reading. What does that- NIV stand for? Um, that's what, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, that's a good question. What does NIV stand for? What does NIV stand for? Abbreviation of new in box. New in box. It says nativity in black, but that should tell you right away. So it's the new international version. Right. So there you go. So the word new should right away, like, well, and it, it should also uh, international, right? So it's right. very, uh, it, it sounds very reminiscent religion. of the interfaith movement. One world religion, right? Yeah. That, that coexists, right? right? So people don't know that, but there are people out there that are saying they're Christians, uh, that are truthers, that are speaking from the that Bible, and that that is a no no. And you have a choice. Do I still? follow that person? Do I still listen to that person? Or like get right with God right. and and really learn from somebody that um, is, is teaching the right I way. Think, so I think you can listen to all information. I mean, there's lots to be uh, ascertained even from uh, something that's completely false. You know, that that's where discernment comes into play. I think that's, uh, you know, that's what critical thinking is really really supposed to be it's not about being spoon-fed information it's not about being given on a platter this is right this is a hundred percent what you should follow you can look at 
I, I I always say this, and I know I sound like a broken record, but I always say I wish people spent as much time adjudicating information as they do the sources. So the sources mm-hmm. could be the ent- entity or the people or the book or whatever it is, publication. But if people spent as much time actually reading that or watching, you know, but adjudicating the information itself, some of it, nothing is 100% accurate or 100% false, regardless of who is uh, espousing it. So it, it behooves people to really look at the information itself and, you know, take what resonates and discard the rest. Yeah, because it I've read there was like one verse somebody put out and it completely spins it a totally different way. It's twisted. Yeah. And there are pastors in mega churches that are reading from that Bible. Mega churches, I think a lot of them have really been infiltrated. Yeah. And and you know what they do is a little bit of the truth and that twist. Right. And so people are hearing the truth and they're getting caught on it. But totally. literally, literally do they know it, it's now false because that they twist it towards their narrative. So um, I'm this really- happens with the I, I think this happens not just uh, in terms of religion, but it happens within uh, the as you called it, the truth or community. But just, you know, I think that that's the cognitive infiltration that happens uh, to oh, yeah. perpetuate the dialectical attacks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit of truth. Mm-hmm. And let me I, I give the analogy of an ice cream cone. I always say that the ice cream cone is like the hook gripping lie. And then you have these sprinkles. The sprinkles are the truth. The sprinkles of truth throughout. And you keep getting a sprinkle and you're like, oh, this must be real. This must be real. <laughs> you want to believe the lie, right? Yeah, you want right, to get the ice right. cream cone, but. Yeah. And, and you know, look, my podcast is called Flex to Truth, you know, mm-hmm. and people really don't want to hear the truth. They really say it. They say it. They really, here's why people hate change. And if you're telling somebody the truth against what they believe, right? It's very, very hard. It's very hard, you know, for them to go, okay, he's telling me the truth, but I'm believing this. And, you know, it, 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 it's so hard for people. I've seen it in the last two years where, I'll give you an example real quick. We are under the impression here in the States and around the globe that Australia has been locked down. Correct? We've seen the pictures. We've watched it. Not true. Parts of Australia. One it, part. Yeah. No, parts. no. One part. Yep. One state. Yep. Queensland. That's it. And it was pretty brutal. Uh, and it yeah. was oh, just yeah. an example for the world. Absolutely. But the rest of Australia is not locked down. It is not what they're saying it is. True. How do I know that? Here's why. I was in Mexico and I interviewed a gentleman from Australia. And that's what he told me. And he said, the media is lying. Yep. They're like you said, Courtney, they're putting it out and making this big show. Yes. China is another one. There were seven, seven, how many? Seven, seven. weddings in that one resort in one week, all China, all Chinese. So they're not locked down like everybody. So, you know, but if you tell people that, they're like, ah, wait, I'm they don't, it doesn't matter. That's why what I've done, I either do fight or flight. 
being an ex-Golden Glove boxer, I did a fight or flight, right? Mm. I used to fight so much. Like, I used to just hunker down and get my point across. Now, I fly more than I fight. Why? Because I've seen how exhausting it is. I've seen how people are exhausted and tired. Sure. People are not going to believe it doesn't matter. Even like Trump says, you show them. Even if you show them, they're, they're going to find some way around, some loophole. Right. That's not true. And so then you've gotten through all of this, right? So this is what I've done. I said, okay, what can I speak about mm-hmm. that is emphatically the truth? Emphatically where people really so that I was like well people feel there we go with the senses mm-hmm. right so if I can have people feel if I could talk to their heart right. not their head sure when, when we're when, when we're doing facts and all the we're talking to their head we're not talking to their heart right so I'm like, if I could talk to people's hearts I can move touch and or inspire people sure to move, to take action, take action in their life, take action in in, in what's going on. But how do I do that? And so the Now Network is going to give me an opportunity uh, for 30 minutes every Wednesday, starting December 7th, um, to do that, to talk about love and forgiveness and and healing. And, And that, to me, is what we need right now. Um, how to heal relationships. I'm going to talk about that here at my at the Reckoning Fest. Uh, I do a whole breakdown in 30 minutes of um, a thing called be, um, be uh, I'm sorry, now, be, um, be, oh, be an influencer, not influenced. Oof, totally. <laughs> you know, because we're so influenced yeah. by people. Sure. By people, right? Good or bad. Sure. Um, so I'll be doing that on Wednesdays at 5.30. And then uh, Warren and Chaz has asked me to come on the PPN network. Um, and I, so there, I'll be there on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. I think between two and three is going to be my slot. There, I'm going to talk about the current news, everything that's okay. going on. So I'm, st- and, and what I think Warren and Chaz in Dallas, they were all blown away by me because they never heard me speak mm-hmm. about current things. And they brought me yeah. on um, the night that Trump announces candidacy. And I think they were really um, influenced by what I was saying and how I did it and asked me to come on and have my own channel. So I'm still going to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving the people that I'm going to get to talk about, you know, around the world about loving one another and healing relationships and forgiving one another um, and, and just empowering people to take action. I love it. Beautiful. Well, this has been great. Please tell us like where everybody can find you. I have the links, but if you can just go through it. And if you have anything else you want to add before we close, please do. So reckoningfest.com, reckoningfest.com. That's where you can get the tickets. 
You can find me on Telegram at Flex the Truth. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, what's my Telegram? <laughs> yeah, Flex the Truth. Flex the Truth or Chris Eric's Baby Trump, either one. Um, and then get me on Telegram on that. And then my website is flexthetruth.us. Flexthetruth.us. And last but not least, look, you might you might be looking at Courtney and I and going, what what are these people doing? Who are these people? Why are they smiling? Why are why are they always, you know, positive? We too go through tough times, you know. Of course. We we too have challenges. It, this is not, you know, rainbows and unicorns and cotton candy for us all the time. Well, for no. me, but <laughs> <laughs> actually smelling cotton candy. Um, that's what I told my girlfriend. But all kidding aside, the the only difference between us um and others that are not experiencing is that we have Jesus Christ in our heart. And so what I tell people is open up your heart just a little bit, let him in and, and let him control what you can't. Um, Cause we try to control so many things, you know? And then we find out that, man, once we get rid of him, we fat. Once we include him and leave it to him, what's that song? Uh, Jesus take the wheel. That's what that song means is let him take control. Your life is going to be different. You're going to be different. You're going to treat people differently. You're going to act and react differently. Um, and you're totally going to be reborn in a whole different light. So just want to share that with everybody. Um, and behind me, see, flex your mind, flex your muscles, flex your truth. That way you're aligned with him, doing his work, his will, his way using his words. Thank you so much, Court. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you so much for the time putting this out there and share, share. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm looking forward to the event. That sounds awesome. Yeah, me too. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.